that i'm nervous it's just a lot of steps sure it's is. just a lot of steps but it's not that i'm nervous Good. but at the end of the day welcome back welcome back to another episode of the buffalo happy hour Derek. what's going on you know that now at the end you have to say drink response to be a good person and then i gotta say don't litter right we're gonna have to figure that out because yeah, we we're gonna be uh we're gonna be indulging in something different sure are and uh you want to tell the people? Oh goodness! You want to, <laughs> you want to tell the people what we're going to be diving into? Yeah. So first of all, if, if you haven't figured it out already, I'm on a different side. Mike's on a different side. We're teaching Mike how to use the equipment. So, <laughs> so there might be some missed cuts. He set everything up himself. I'm very proud of him. But I'm going on my honeymoon, and he's going to be doing an interview without me, which is very nerve wracking for you. It's uh, it's stressful. It's very stressful just because our our entire equipment montage has grown exponentially and it's helped efficiencies with editing, but it's also made it unbelievably stressful when it comes to setting up. And the interview that we're doing is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And it's, you know, one where you really should be there. <laughs> so... Um, we're not going to give too many teasers for it, yeah. but it is a huge monumental guest. And if we mess this up, I'm going to look so dumb. So will the brand. Listen, it's not we mess this up. It's you. No, I'm just kidding. You, it'll be fine. It's really easy as long as you make sure that you check to make sure you're recording. Because the good thing about this setup that we have is we have so, so, so many efficiencies built in and redundancies too. So we're recording there on that mixer. And if you forget to press that bottom or one of those buttons, kind of sucks, but we, we we'll still have audio. That camera thing, if you forget to do some sort of switching, I can always do that later. Because the cool thing about that one is that records each individual individual camera anyway. It's just this is going to do, this is going to save me the editing. If you don't do this and you just press record and that's it, then I just got to do the editing after. So there's a lot of redundancies built in. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty big deal for you today. There's also, you know, you're you're on your honeymoon. I'm not gonna bother you on your honeymoon, but we still got Snapchat. Yeah, we do. We still got Snapchat. So if we need a couple Snapchat videos, just keep your phone close, because you know the day that this is happening, you're gonna get the alert on yeah. your on your calendar. So just I don't know. Oh, time difference is gonna be the killer, but I think we can make something work in in case of an emergency. <clears throat> yeah. What is what is the time zone difference? Because we are the only country that believes that. We need to change clocks back. So I think that the difference between us and Scotland is only four hours. No way, dude. Yeah. I thought it was way longer than that. Well, Ireland was five when we went. Mm. And we went outside of daylight savings time, right? No. We went in June. Greenwich Mean Time, so GMT. So right now it is 9.33, so it's only four hours ahead of time. So when you're getting ready to record, it's going to be like 10 o'clock p.m. my time, which I'll be up. Well, the hopefully the wife is sleeping. Right. You can stay up, yeah. and then you'll just be like, I'm going to save the boy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do it remotely. Like, Gina, go to bed. I got to do – Daddy's got to work. Like operator in the Matrix yeah. <laughs> where you're just behind the scenes <laughs> doing all the switches. Oh, This goodness. is very relaxing, me not having to touch anything. I feel so weird right now. You feel useless, don't you? <laughs> I do feel useless. <laughs> That's why I always make the joke where I'm just like, all right, yeah, we're good. We're crushing. Yeah. So um, let's open up some of this whiskey because I want to I want to drink. You're going to have to fix me doing this You're fine. a thousand times. You're good. It's fine. Okay. So, yeah, talk talk about it. Ready? I'm going to slide it to you. I'm going sli to slide it. Thank you, sir. So we have this bottle from Klein Kilty. Obviously, if you guys know us by now, we love Klein Kilty. Hopper is our boy. We will do anything to support our boy. In addition to that, this is a single barrel from our other boys over at Down to Her Podcast. So if you are in the cigar world, 
definitely go head over to Down to Herf on YouTube and check them out. They're three really cool dudes. Um, and they host a great podcast. We were a guest on there at one point, and it was really fun, good time. They did a single barrel with Clannock Kilty. This is Clannock Kilty's Irish whiskey aged in a port barrel. Um, and I think that this was probably one of the, or at least similar to one of the ones that we tried when we did our single barrel. But we ended up going with the Sauternes, which is the white French dessert wine. Obviously, port is a very sweet red wine. So we're going to see how this tastes because uh, I don't really remember, and I love port. So, Well, while you... Okay. Well, just keep going for the uh, the sponsors. Okay. So this bottle right now is not available at Eddie's because it is available somewhere else. And quite frankly, it'll probably be gone by the time that this releases. But if you want to find any other Clinic Guilty products, including probably some, cor- uh, some port products or some other cool barrel, single barrel projects that Clinic Guilty worked on, you can head over to Addie's and Transit Road in Williamsville. They have a huge liquor store with an in-house wine sommelier who knows basically everything that you want to know. So if you look at a Clinic Guilty bottle and you say, hmm, what in the world is Sauternes? What does that mean? Jim, the wine sommelier, would be able to tell you basically what region it is and probably too many facts about the grapes that it actually is. So you can go over there, check it out. There are great people over there, uh, Tyler and Lewis, Huge friends of ours, and we love them. You can download their app at Eddie's Fine Wine and Spirits and the Google Playground Play Store and the Apple App Store because that's where we're at. So the weekly episode is just the uh, oh, the I logo? Am. It's just the logo. So you didn't have to give the entire spiel because it's a weekly episode. Oh, Wednesday, well, there you go. That's fine. But that's, yeah, we're going off the rails. They're, they're, they're good friends, so why not help the boys out, you know? Other sponsor of the show. Queen City Creative Works. Queen City Creative Works is an Etsy shop on steroids. They are uh, great friends of ours as well. Sponsors have become friends. Actually, this one was a friend before became a sponsor. But basically, like an Etsy shop on steroids, you can have them make whatever you want. We have bottle openers with the Buffalo Happy Hour branded on them, which we should probably start moving a little bit more of. We have water bottles, and we have some coasters for you guys. You can go over to queencitycreativeworks.com. There's a Buffalo Happy Hour tab that you can check out. And order some stuff branded with your boy's logo on it. Uh, so hey, man, cheers to learning new things. Who said you can't teach old dog new tricks? Apparently, I just you can't keep flip flopping <laughs> like that. <laughs> you're not on you. I know you're going all put over it, the put place. Put it in front of you. Tilt right. it a little bit. That way you can just like rest your hand on there the whole time. Yeah, tilt it more. You're good. Tilt. Come on, tilt her. There you go. See, now you just rest your hand there and you have some fun and then you... Okay, so anyways, <laughs> um, as a caveat piece of information for Addies, uh, our sub-useless fact, because I have other useless facts for today's episode, but quick useless fact as well. Um, it does touch on the bottle that we have here. Um, it touches on Addies as well. But Addies is Clonic Hilty's top account <clears throat> in the United States of America, okay? They are moving a lot of skews for Clonic Hilti to the point where they're they're larger than Clonic Hilti's distributor in moving product, which is insane. Massive. Addies is Clonic Hilti's top account, including their own distributor. Like it, it is so mind blowing how much Irish whiskey Buffalo drinks. But for Addie's as a liquor store to outmove the brand's own dis- distributor is mm-hmm. ridiculous. So just wanted to add that for the episode because I just found it fascinating. Um, I also have a good one for you. A cult leader once gave 600 acres of land to God. But the state of Pennsylvania took possession and sold it because God didn't pay his taxes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I. Uh, First of all, how do you sell land to God? I mean, when you're a cult leader, what do you expect? Who else would you sell it to? I don't know, but like, how does that even? How does that transfer of land take place? Like, yo, God's got this now. It's in God's hands, <laughs> literally. And then. From the state's perspective, how do you how do you navigate that from a business standpoint? Like the boy refuses to pay taxes, we can't take him to jail, right? So now what? I mean, do we just 
we just chalk it up as well. This is ours now. Clearly, that's what they did. But how yeah. do? You, what's that conversation behind closed doors? Well, I want to know. Like, <clears throat> did the dude sign a document that said this is God's? Like, where is that land transfer document that says, "Yo, this is going from Timmy, owner of <laughs> um, X cult leadership, with all these chicks," or now it's being transferred to God? Like, what is that document like? It probably, it's got to be the same blank form. And then the letterhead changes with, like, the pertinent people's informations. You know, it's like name, address. What do you put down? Heaven? Right. And then is there a zip code? Or do you just put, like, N-A? <laughs> right. Or do you just draw a halo? Well, you have to you have to sign for all this stuff. So who's signing <laughs> for God? That's a pretty tall task to be like, I'll just I'll sign for him. I know the guy. We go way back. Do you think that they brought in a priest to represent God? Oh, that could be. In the transaction or, like, a bishop? Like, how high up? What religion, too? Because, yeah. you know what I mean? What- How many gods own this land? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the religions fought over which religion owned it? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, there's different sub... Uh, what What is the... Uh, what's the term? There's, like, branches... Dialect? No, not dialects. Um, you know what I'm talking about, though. I do. But there's like different, uh, you know, there's different things that are there. There's branches of Christianity. Let's just put it that way. There's branches of Christianity. So, you know, are the are the Jews fighting with the, the 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 Catholics, I guess, and then are the Catholics fighting with the Christians, and then are they fighting with, um, what is the other one? Like not um, Christianity. No, I already talked. To, I already talked about Christianity. They're uh, the Protestant. Protestant. Yeah, are Lutheran. They, Lutheran, yeah, are they yeah. all yelling at each other? Well, I don't know if the dude like held court and was like, which all y'all want God to take this? I don't know if that's what happened. He was <laughs> probably <Pennsylvania>, like... Pennsylvania, <laughs> we're not that far south. <laughs> and then wouldn't it... Which one of y'all? <laughs> <laughs> and then if you were, wouldn't it be the uh, the Bible Belt? So aren't they all... Um, what are... Um, it starts with a B, I think. Baptist? Baptist, yes. Baptist down south. And they would definitely say y'all. They probably argued with sweet tea in their hands. Probably. But so did the state was the state just like, all right, so God clearly doesn't own this. So Jimmy, you gotta pay these taxes. And he's like, nah, God's got it. Put it on God's tab. I'll answer to it when I walk up those steps. Is that what happened? They must what, have. what's the cult, first of all? Do you know? Let me Google it. All right. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, you can't Google because you gotta you gotta work the cameras, bud. I'll I, Google it. No, I can try. No, you can't. Cult leader that gave I'm land. Twitching on this to side of the God. table. <laughs> Jim Jones. He led the People's Temple. Cult claims God will appear in a flying saucer. All right. Well, this dude's clearly on drugs. Hold on. I mean, there's got to be. Was it Jim Jones? No, it wasn't Jim Jones. Was it? Apparently, this was on uh, CNN. It seems pretty intense, doesn't it? But I think they probably gave God a timeline and said, hey, you're you're forced to pay these taxes, and if you don't, then we're just going to asset forfeiture this whole thing, right? I mean, realistically, that's essentially what happened. I don't know any other way to get around that. You gave the man a timeline. He failed to meet the timeline with paying his taxes. Makes sense. And then they said, you know what? We can't do it anymore. This is ours now. We're just taking it over. Yeah, I can't find the dude's name. But that's sweet. So, Do you think that the town got pushback from its citizens to be like, are you not believing in the almighty because you took his land away? This is all God's land. That would be the actual argument. That's actually a really good stance. I wonder if anybody brought that up in the chambers and said, technically, this is all God's. We're yeah. part of God. Pennsylvania is a Republican count or state, which means a lot of people on that in those chambers were probably religious. Then they were probably super upset with the fact that the state was like, no, nah, this is ours. Business yeah. is business. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I went full Colonel Sanders there, <laughs> yeah. but... Apparently, that's what the state of Pennsylvania sounds like if it was on a map with a voice. What would taxes look like if God gave it to you? Would it be like <laughs> extra lives, like you're a cat? Or is it money? Because I don't know if he has money. Is he rich? God? Yeah. 
he is the wealthiest, bro. And I'm not talking about materialistic items. I'm talking about inner being self. <laughs> He's so wealthy. Um, none of that was captured on my camera. But <laughs> <that's fine. laughs> Dude, it's hard because you get in the moment and you're like, I completely missed all that. But you can do it post edit. Yeah, I'm not going to though. People got to see the rawness. Of no, this. dude, you got to help they, out they the gotta, boy. Gotta, <laughs> <laughs> this is round numero uno. You got to help out a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. We'll All see. right. All right. So second useless fact that actually brought up both both points of what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, dude. I'm a dumpster fire with this freaking switcher. It. I love it. Okay. While walking their dog on their own property. A middle-aged couple from Northern California discovered eight cans filled with rare gold coins buried under a tree. The coins, which date from 1847 to 1894, were found in mint condition. The treasure was valued at 11 mil. Oh, shit. So, I, I mean, do you think that that's enough money? To help out the state of Pennsylvania for the, for the <laughs> lands? <laughs> 600 acres of land in Pennsylvania has to be a lot. Like a lot of money. 600 acres I mean, of land in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but if you look at, I mean, dude, 11 mil in property tax is going to get you a lot more than 600 acres. You know, even though it's Pennsylvania, it can't be that much. It's got to be. 787 acres in Pennsylvania right now, 2.2 mil. Yeah, but that's but the, that, that's, that's the to sale. purchase yeah. the land. Yeah. That's not the property tax. So God made bank, bro. <laughs> if he is able to afford two point seven out of just nowhere, fifty five hundred thirty five acres, two point seven. Do you think God couldn't pay the taxes because God didn't create currency? God created the materials to make currency. Mm. Now that is an interesting topic. I bet he wouldn't be able to pay. You know, so this is the, th- the good thing about New York. You don't have to worry about that because no one can pay the taxes in New York. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter when it comes down to it. God or not, you ain't paying taxes. Do you regret not joining the military because you now no longer get property tax deductions yes. and credits? Yeah. I just got to have no kids for the rest of my life, so I keep getting that star tax of 245 bucks or whatever. Yo, hold on. If you have a kid, you don't get the star credit anymore? No. Why? Because it's a school tax. So they give star credit to people who don't have kids because you're paying school tax and you're not using the school. So now when you have kids, that's it. Sorry, bud. No way, It was a great year. It was a great couple years for you. That's what the star credit's (laughs) for? Dude, I thought the star credit was like you paid too much in property tax or whatever. This house is in this program. Like, we'll just give you the, you know, we'll just give you money back that you overpaid. I didn't know it was because I didn't have kids in the system. Mm -hmm. Dude, come on, man. Does that bring it down? So here's the thing. It's aggravating because I... Let me double check that to make sure that that's true. Yeah, double check that. Double check the point of the STAR program because I always was mad that I... I mean, at the end of the day, we still pay school taxes and we don't have kids in the system. We're helping the others get educated. In this liberal indoctrination curriculum. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's literally called the school tax relief program. (laughs) offers property tax relief to eligible New York State owners. If you are eligible to be enrolled in the STAR program, you receive the benefit each year, including two ways. Um, Find out if you're eligible. Let's enroll you right now. Eligibility types houses. So there you go. Strike number one. That's good. You got that. Um, I already have it at my house. (laughs) Because I, I get that STAR check every year. Yeah. It's decreased in amount. By the way, yep. just so we know, year over year, I've owned my house for five years now. So, speaking of, bro, you got to come over and see the bathroom. Hell yeah. Bathroom project is done. It's mint. And I started working on the baseboard trim in the hallways on the first floor. So, that's happening. That's getting real serious. Yeah. Yeah. So, once you have kids, though, you can start claiming them as dependents, which gets you more money than the star credit anyway. Not necessarily, because Biden messed that up. Well, not Biden, but I guess it's a mixture of people. It's Trump and Biden. But- 15 minutes. It's tough to remember. Yo, let's go. Dude, all this stuff to remember this is tough. Well, it's also tough when I'm going to switch to you, and then you stop talking, and then I have to <laughs> respond to you, and then I got to switch to me. Welcome to my life. <laughs> sit there for a second so I can get my thought out. So anyways, the the child tax credit changed this year. That's also why a lot of people owe. I also just changed my withholdings to not into facto get to zero. Screwed. 
What are, what do you claim? Do you claim zero or one? I claim zero, okay. and then I claimed Attaboy. I claimed plus one with the state, thinking that they can take more money. When in fact, I was going the opposite direction. Yeah, so I'm just right. like, this is super frustrating, but it's <laughs> fine. It's all good. We uh, we straighten that out and straighten arrow, and we filed correctly for the business, so we're not going to go to jail. So we got well, the extent- easy with the jail thing because we still might go. For different reasons, we just got to get the uh, we got to get that it tool four ll all set. Yeah. But we're which it was and it was in on time and we're good to go. I believe. You know who's part owner of the business? God. Uh, so taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I I'm happy that we got it that in all on time. It was stressing me out. I'm also really glad I responded to his email because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, hold on. I thought Derek did, and yeah. then he didn't, and I checked, and I was like, woo, it's due tomorrow. <laughs> it's due tomorrow. No, shout out Dan, though. Dan's been helping the boys out. If it wasn't for Dan, we'd be in jail. <laughs> we'd, we'd be in some deep issues. That's a fact, Jack. But, no, he's uh, he's been coming in clutch. Good dude. Very good dude. I appreciate so, him. So, question for you. If you, found a, if you found 11 mil on your property walking your dog, what do you do? What do I wa- so what I would do and versus what I want to do are two different things. What I would do, new model. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what I would do, like what I would actually do in real life would be invest in. Uh, but then no one wants to hear that answer. What I would want to do is one get a whole new set of golf clubs again for sure. Buy pay off all my debt, pay off all Gina's debt, and then buy a brand new house with hopefully more gold in it. That's what I would do. Do you think 11 mil can do all those things? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have that much debt. I only have like 10 mil in debt, so. <laughs> Same. 11 mil is a lot of money it when is. it comes down to it. When it comes down to like middle class America. You know, we're out right. here. Hell yeah, yeah. We are. What would you do? Great question. What would I do if I just stumbled into 11 mil? Obviously, would you give it away? No, are, are you, are you a philanthropic character? Not yet. I got to earn that. So f- stumbling upon 11 mil doesn't mean I earned 11 mil, you know? True. So I got to <clears throat> I'd pay off debt. I'd set a couple things up. I'd make sure that the baby's taken care of, you know, um, our retirement's all set and good to go. We're done, like whatever. Um, like you said, invest. And then really from there, like dream car done, you know, good to go probably buy a bike yeah i'd probably buy a bike just to have it Mm -hmm. you know and then i would take it like around the block like not risk it go on the 90 nothing crazy i wouldn't hit the 33 at 110 you know but i would have it and then i'd be like okay i got my bike Mm -hmm. we're good to go and then now here's a question say say your debt's good you got five hundred and twenty thousand dollars that you have absolutely no plans with and you were thinking about a bike what bike would you get if you were to get another bike as like a literal toy not yeah. like a daily oh i'm gonna use this all the time like it's hey it's a saturday it's a you know saturday sunday no one's really out it's early i'm just gonna go for a quick ride before it gets super busy or like a night ride and just kind of get away for a little bit and just kind of escape on the bike yeah what bike I would probably say a Ducati just because I love the way that they look. Like those 1099s or whatever they are. I don't know if I've been talking about tax or if that's actually a bike, but I think it's a 1099. <laughs> um, but I would like to amend my previous statement because if I just came across money, honestly, the first thing that I would do is something that I've always wanted to do with my life and just go to the strip club. No, I'm just kidding. I would. <laughs> I'm the man. <laughs> I want all the glitter, baby. <laughs> Cover me in it. <laughs> but what I would actually do is I would take five mil of that and buy as many properties as I possibly can. I would buy duplexes. I would buy no, houses. No. I would buy. No, I'm. I'm. If I found money, what? If I found money, that's an investment, Derek. But that that's is investing. that is honestly what I would do because if you had that much money and you bought all these properties and then you filled them and you hired somebody to manage all that I shit, know. that is such easy money so that would 100 percent be the first thing that i would do i would want to, i wanted to do that for the longest time but i realized i'm po so i can't do that because i can't afford to have somebody manage all that and i don't have the patience or the time to do it myself so that's why i never did but if i had that much money i would 1000 percent do that because that is the easiest way to turn all of your money into even more money 
I understand that, but that's also part of investing. If you, especially in Buffalo, bro, if yeah. you stumble upon $11 million and you take $1.2 million of it and invest it, even if you choose to spend one point two mil in real estate, you can buy so many properties with one point two million 100%. and flip them and then actually rent them out. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. Houses, especially duplexes that you would want, are two hundred thousand and you got one point two mil to just float. So I'm talking about bikes, bro. So why don't more people do that though? Because it is seriously the easiest way to make money. The reason why is because people don't have all of the know all behind it. There's so many moving pieces to real estate. It's not just I have capital, I can buy a dupe. Like it's not just face value, oh it's easy. You have to understand is this worth the investment? Can I float this on top of all my other bills? If something breaks, do I have a guy? Or do I know how to do it as a landlord? Can I swap hot water tanks? What if the foundation shot? What am I looking for when it comes to the property? Am I able to essentially be a building inspector as a buyer opposed to having a building inspector do it with me? Like, there are so many moving parts to real estate. It's That's why most people don't because they're not only fearful of it, but they literally just don't have the, know, the know-how. So BHH makes it big. Do we start getting into real estate? Yeah. Because we're already in real estate. No big deal. I know how to make us go to jail through taxes. So <laughs> kind of a part of this. No, but seriously, though, I can, like, twist the wrench if you tell me what to do. I think that that is our plan. Wouldn't that be sweet? Like, you and I finally, like, get another Patreon or a patron, and we're up to, like, five bucks a month. And then we can finally save towards getting something. That'd be sweet. Are you talking live on weekly episode about becoming real estate partners together? Hell yeah. We're already contractually bound through business relations. We might as well continue it and make it the BHH, like Sinatra and Company, like BHH and Cull. Yeah, but what do we, what do we do? Market our? That doesn't make sense. We're we help small businesses, bro. We're in marketing. We don't. We're not a real estate mongol business. We're entrepreneurs, Mike, and BHH covers everything. You can have a happy hour in a condominium. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure Pat McAfee uses some of his money from FanDuel to buy real estate. Right. Oh, 100%. What, what it, I saw the uh, post. I didn't watch it, but I saw him post a video that said something about Pat Mac and FanDuel have, like, are arguing or something right? like that. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I don't know if they're – Do you what know what they're I'm talking arguing. about, though? No. Why no? would they be arguing? <clears throat> I don't know. Let me try to find what I was looking at. Okay. Cause because the last... I, I subscribed to him on YouTube, and I saw, like, he posted a clip. The last thing I seen on Pat McAfee's show was he was talking about um, obviously Aaron Rodgers being, mm-hmm. you know, Aaron Rodgers during the negotiations, which I don't understand why so many people hate Aaron Rodgers for what he's trying to do because Adam Schefter reported awful reportings and then Aaron Rodgers literally responded to him saying, I don't have a laundry list of free agents that I want to bring over. The franchise is asking my opinion on teammates and other dudes that I know in the league to sign potentially, and I'm giving them honest feedback of me as a player, but also me as a person of like, hey, Iliar Azard, like, yeah, that dude's a savage. He's a super good athlete. He's he's got a great work ethic. He's a professional. He's a really good guy. Yes, I would love to have him on the team. I'm not approaching the Jets saying. I won't sign unless you sign these guys. It's not what's happening. He told Adam Schefter to lose his number. Right. I saw that. Like verbatim. He's like, "This, you're a trash reporter. Like, I don't like what you're doing. That's not at all what I'm doing at all. Like, I love Green Bay. I love what Green Bay did. And, like, if I go to the Jets, I go to the Jets. Like, it has nothing to do about the Ilya Rizard nonsense with, I need all these dudes signed or yeah. else I'm not going there. I, the, I understand you know, the pandemic argument of Aaron Rodgers' stance, but at the end of the day, he was allergic to the vaccine. If you agree with that or not, that's on you. Mm-hmm. I don't, personally, I don't care what your opinions are about Aaron Rodgers. I just don't understand if a human being literally can't get the vaccine due to an allergic reaction that would kill them, so they sought additional outside treatments that would help their immunity against a virus that nobody knows anything about, 
what is wrong with that? Right. To then alienate and then make all these ridiculous claims and try to outcast them, essentially. I just, I don't know. There's a part of me that doesn't think it's right. However, his comment about him being the best Packer of all time and the longest tenured Packer of all time, like he's been there for two more seasons than Brett Favre. And at the end of the day, could he have been cut two years ago? A thousand percent. Like, there is no reason. It's not like he's there because they want him, mm-hmm. right? Like, the franchise is just kind of wanting to move on with Jordan Love. So, I don't really feel that argument, and it's not a humble statement by any means. But I don't. The whole Aaron Rodgers thing is weird. Yeah, I, I I understand that people get angry with him about that whole COVID situation, and now people are weirded out because he does this ayahuasca trip and he goes into a dark room for a couple days. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It's like, sure, whatever, but I hate that we are now alienating so many people just because they have one stance. And I've heard so many people say, I hate Aaron Rodgers now. It's like, bro, why? He's such a great quarterback, and he seems genuinely like a nice dude. Like, he's not Russell Wilson where he's like, I need a conference room by myself. I need an office upstairs. Like, he's a genuine nice dude. He's good friends with Allen. Like, there's no reason to really hate him just because – or the only reason to hate him is because you're fucking shallow and you're like, I – I don't like how we handle the pandemic. It's like, bro, it's not up to you. Just stop talking. That's what bothers me so much. And at the end of the day, he is a ridiculously good quarterback. There yeah. has there has been reports early on, like pre-pandemic, way pre-pandemic, about his relationship with his family where he kind of alienated, you know, that whole piece or whatever. Like, okay, fine, like he's got some quirks. But just so everyone knows and, like, is on the same page, Iwanowska is a massive thing that isn't approved by the the almighty FDA that's helped a lot of people specifically in the veteran community for PTSD treatment just in case anybody didn't know there's there's a lot behind that and then there's also you have major comedians like uh Tom Segura and others that have done the treatment that it's literally like Ron White it's massively helped them with drug issues, alcohol issues, um, past trauma, and then it's been immensely powerful for combat vets that were specifically in Tier 1 units that were doing things that no one knows about, that they're grateful for all the freedoms that we have, and now you're judging an NFL quarterback for doing the same treatment, and you're not understanding how powerful that is. It's not FDA-approved. There are FDA-approved versions of it, right? But it's unbelievably therapeutic. So I, I don't know. Like, It's the same thing. Be a good person. Do your, dil- your due diligence. Look into things. Understand all sides of each argument before making a decision. And then gather all the intel first. Like, There's probably a reason behind why somebody's either reacting that way, saying what they're saying, feeling what they're feeling, or coming at anything hot and it's probably due to what they're bringing with them everybody's got baggage like i just don't understand like have seek to understand first and i think that is what's missing specifically with rogers and you still haven't told me what bike you were going to get with 11 mil bro i told you the ducati 1099 we don't even know if that exists oh yeah it does the pingali or whatever dude i've been so disassociated from bikes honestly i don't even know if i would get a bike that's the thing is i i would so much rather get a car like a nice car outside of that. I don't know. Let me look it up. Ducati. I think it's you a good have bike. you. Let's just, dude. Let's just pick a number. Five hundred twenty thousand. You can buy essentially any car you want used and any <laughs> bike used that you want. Are you? What is this? What are you good? You're just spreading all the disease inside yeah. our little studio. Love that. I just wanted everybody to get that intense look of Derek trying to Google because he never Googles on the episodes. I always do, except like onesie twosies. But now that I'm in his seat, I'm, you know, ooh, ooh. king of the castle. Very king nice. of the castle. Very, I have a chair. Look at me, a chair. I have chair. a chair. So there's an eleven ninety nine. I was close. I was $100 off. Um, eleven ninety nine. Ducati Penigali, 10, 11 dollars That's the one that I would get. It's a sexy looking bike. 
Yeah, it almost looks like the same bike that uh, Trinity from The Matrix would have used in Matrix smoke. Reloaded. You think Trinity's a smoke, huh? Dude, when I first watched The Matrix, I'm like, I think I'm in love. Back when I was like four, I'm like, I, this is what I want in the future. What year did Trinity uh, make her appearance on the first Matrix when she was essentially trying to fight off the agents and then she was diving from roof to roof? Yeah, which was awesome. She was, oh my God, when I watched that, I'm like, I, this is what love is. In the black suit, skin tight with her sunglasses, yeah, even then- though there was no sun and they were indoors. <laughs> <laughs> when did, so The Matrix first came out in 2001. The Matrix. The first Matrix. You Yeah. You have 1999. To look up- so we were seven when that movie first came out. And I'm like, I love this woman. Switch it back. <laughs> Trinity, I hope you're living fine, well, and happy. You were a beautiful woman. You've always have been. We fell in love with you in the first Matrix, but then we wanted to marry you after Matrix Reloaded, mm-hmm. specifically with the 848 Ducati on the throughway. Rocking through all the traffic, bobbing and weaving, getting after it with those weird dudes with the silver hair that would disappear and vanish into weird things. And they use swords for whatever reason. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, great movies. So what are your thoughts on John Wick? Have you watched all four? Or there is there, There's a fifth one coming out, right? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Is it Keanu Reeves? Is he... I don't want to say milking this because I've heard by so many people that they're amazing shows, but he seems like a one trick pony to me. Movies. Right. But he seems like a one trick pony to me. How is he a one trick pony? He's the same character in every single show. Every single movie. How? Did you ever see his first movie? It was basically like he was a a weird California kid with long hair that had no direction in life. And he just like drove around in a convertible. What movie was that? His first ever movie that he like made it big in. Um, it's almost like Carol, uh, Carl and Kumar or whatever it is. Harold like and Kumar. Yeah, it like it literally. <laughs> Carl and Kumar. <laughs> the ever popular Carl and Kumar. <laughs> Let's film our own. Oh, but God. no, I I like the John Wick movies. Okay. I also love the fact that he spent so much time training for it to actually understand the fundamentals of marksmanship and also you know firearm handling to make it realistic because the amount of time he spent on the range learning things from legitimate dudes behind the scenes like it's it's warranted um however there's a movie that i think is better and you're probably going to roll your eyes and hate it but it's a legitimate topic of conversation it's called con air Con Air is one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> and anybody that doesn't think so doesn't appreciate Nicolas Cage specifically for his role in The National Treasure. The worst. It's almost just like the 1996 classic Kevin Costner film Waterworld that literally everybody can't stand. Great film. All right. So Keanu Reeves on IMDb. This is his top movies. And you tell me that he's not a one-trick pony because it's all basically his same character, The Matrix. Speed, Point Break, Matrix Reloaded, John Wick Chapter 4, The Matrix Resurrection, The Matrix Awakens, Cyberpunk. He's the voice actor in Cyberpunk, basically the same exact person. Like, all these are the same person. John Wick 3, Replicas, Siberia. Like, they're all the same. Ooh, I don't know if I've ever seen Siberia. Have you seen Siberia? I have not seen Siberia. When an American diamond trader, Russian's partner, goes missing, he joins to Serbia in search of him, but instead begins a love affair. Oh, Keanu Reeves in a love affair. Maybe that's an interesting, uh, different dynamic for him. I missed all of that with the switcher. Damn it. You're going to have to fix that. I'm not fixing it. You're going to fix it. I'm not, because I don't know. I'm not rewatching this whole thing. Dude, people will throw up if you don't fix it. If you don't <laughs> fix this, post edit. I it's gonna be the whole thing then. I'm not doing that. I I need help on the back end. You're good. You got to rewatch this, then you got to learn. That's what you got to do. Rewatch this and learn. Then yeah. I'm coming over. <laughs> no, I'm saying once it's posted. 
there, there's no editing. I don't have time to edit. I don't have time Every to edit anything. Every time you stop talking, I switch it to me, <laughs> and then I switch back to you. People are going to throw up. We have to fix this. I'm not fixing it. We have to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Sit there and drink your drink your whiskey. You need more. You're you're gonna want more when you're trying to fix all this. I'm not fixing it, so it's funny. Dude, this is red. It's well because of the wine cask. It's a good bottle. It is. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you a, a series of movies that's better than The Matrix, and I challenge you to come up with a movie <clears throat> series that has made a bigger impact globally and i will wait okay i will literally wait i challenge you to that do you understand the assignment i need to know if you understand the assignment <laughs> i do not can you can you repeat that again for yes the yes i'm going to tell you a group of movies that has made a bigger impact than the matrix okay worldwide and that's just better all around and I challenge you to tell me a better series of movies that would beat it. Fast and the Furious is, to me, the largest global impact franchise of movies to ever exist that never forgot their roots from the first movie, and they still make good movies. Okay, so you're in the you're in the camp that they never got away from their roots. Yes. Even though they totally did. Even though they totally didn't, you just don't know about enough about the franchise. How? What What are you talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking about? Each movie ties into itself as you progress through the movies. So they all make sense at the end. So it's almost like Star Wars in a weird way, but better. Don't ever compare Fast and Furious to Star Wars. What's wrong with you? Correct, because Fast and Furious is better than Star Wars. 100%, and I'm not disagreeing. But (laughs) if you are a car fan, I put the phone down, I'm getting serious. If you are a car fan and you watch the I'm not saying these more recent Fast and Furiouses aren't good. I think that they're great. But you talk about what the the true intention of those first couple movies were, all about tuner cars, and now you're clearly transitioning towards current American muscle, focus on insane drama and romance. Can we agree on that? That the movies are? Yeah. Completely changed. It's not, though, because the last... The ninth movie ties in things from the first movie. Yeah, but that's not... Understand it. I understand that, but it's a completely different movie. It's a completely different. Like it used to be about action, sports, like racing, drifting, and all that stuff. It's not about that anymore. Again, I'm not saying it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing about over there, Laffy Tom? You, because as soon as I start talking, I see you go. Like, get all nervous because you have to press the button. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, the thing about the Fast and Furious is that they made a, like, literal vow from the beginning to make each movie better than the last and bigger than the last to make this global impact. What they ran into... And most most viewers don't understand that vow occurred, right? So what they're seeing is like, oh, now they're in space. It's like, well, yeah, the last movie, they literally jumped skyscraper to skyscraper through glass windows. How do you top that? Well, we top that by taking down a plane. How do you top that? Well, now we're going to fall from space in a car, right? Like, they made the... The people involved in the franchise made this vow to make each movie better and bigger than the last. Now, when you look at it holistically, they never forgot where they came from because even in the third movie, Tokyo Drift, no one thinks Tokyo Drift matters. It matters specifically for Han, who's one character. Mm -hmm. And it answers questions 
later in the movie series because you have to watch them all the way through, one through ten. There's ten total movies. The reason why this is so impactful for Derek and I is not only because we love cars, specifically imports, but we grew up with this series, right? Like the, when the first movie came out and I first seen it, I remember it. I was at my stepsister's house. I fell in love with the movie. I never stopped watching it. Every time I went to her house, I watched it. Like I forced my, like I was just obsessed with it. I loved the cars. I loved the girls. I loved speeding. I loved the action behind it. I loved the storyline. And it never, I'm 30 years old now. That The first movie came out when I was like nine whatever it was, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I grew up with all these characters and all these people. Now, watching the ninth movie, I'm so invested because it's been my entire life, very similar to Harry Potter. And if there was one movie series that was globally larger and more impactful than Fast and Furious, I would put Harry Potter up there. Not Twilight, but Harry Potter. Never seen it. That's a you problem. Now, with Fast and Furious... You have this storyline that gets there's like a little tidbit here, a little tidbit there, and then you you fall into a rabbit hole of trying to make it make sense before the next movie comes out, which is massive. That's the beauty behind the storyline. When you look at it from the storyline, what beats it? Almost nothing. Yeah. Almost nothing. Because they never forgot the family roots, they never forgot, you know, Paul and uh you know, uh, what uh, Brewster? Her last name is Brewster, and they they get married. They have kids. Like it's this big thing. And then like Dom, that whole aspect with he had a, a separate life, but he didn't have a separate life because it was in the same vein. Like all of these moving pieces. Then all of a sudden he has a kid. Then Paul Walker dies, which directly impacts everything. Changes the storyline. They never forgot it. Like it's just. It's huge. I just, from my perspective, and again, I'm not saying I don't like the series because I love the series. I'm going to go see 10 when it comes out. I'm all this stuff. All in on the series. But I feel like after Paul Walker died, they're like, let's go with a, um, what's that super annoying movie with, um, it's like a fighting movie, but it's with all the the top guys, like Schwarzenegger, Stallone. Jean-Claude Van Damme, like the... The Expendables. Expendables. I feel like they just turned it into that because they brought The Rock in, which is sweet. They brought Jason Statham in, which is sweet. And then they just, like, exploded the entire series trying to bring everybody famous in just to draw more attention. Like, I feel like it just got so far away from the roots. Sure, they still tied the story back to the original roots of it, but I feel like now they're just going completely away from racing and getting way too much into drama, which, again, I understand. There's only so many movies, and this is kind of what I want to ask you. There's only so many movies that you can write about drag racing, about drifting around streets, about Tokyo Drift. There's only so many movies you can write and have successful about shifting a car 27 times to get up to seventh gear. I understand that. So in your opinion, from a true Fast and Furious fan, do you think 10 movies is too much? From a like a very basic storyline standpoint, it, yeah. And the reason being is it almost falls in line with like a Grey's Anatomy correlation. Grey's Anatomy blows. Grey's Anatomy should have ended... 17 seasons ago like it's not a good show or honestly the office if we're being real about it the last two seasons of the office are trash they're good i'll watch them but as soon as as soon as steve carell left because he had to go do other stuff they tried they throw the book at him they're like all right let's get will ferrell let's get will ferrell in here let's get um james spader in here let's bring in all these high actors to try to draw more attention And i feel like that's what they're doing with fast and furious in my opinion when paul walker died rip Love the dude. When he died, they should have ended the series there. And then they should have started a spin-off series, not related to it, about this whole action adventure that is car the car culture. That's what I think they're trying to capitalize on the name, in my opinion. I think yes and no. I don't so the untiming passing of Paul did one thousand obviously one thousand percent impact the direction of the franchise. Mm-hmm. If they ended it at, it was like six or seven when Paul passed. If they ended it there, there were too many open ends to the original storyline for the first movie. 
Now, when you roll out the first movie, right, you have no clue the impact it's going to have or the potential storyline that can develop afterwards. Like, you can't play chess because it's a movie Mm -hmm. and you don't, you can't foresee those things. You just can't. So, Monday quarterbacking the franchise and the moves they made it becomes more difficult. Yeah. If they ended it as soon as Paul passed, it would have been very difficult from the original storyline standpoint. They still needed one to two movies to wrap it up because, excuse me, this falls in line with Game of Thrones, where Game of Thrones was ended very quickly. And they just, it was apparent that they just ended it. And they just, they kind of. Same kinda, with Boardwalk. Yes. And they just kind of did it in a really shitty fashion Mm -hmm. right where fast and furious when paul passed yes there were so many open loose ends to the original storyline that they could have finished it in two movies it would have been fine i think that's when they fell into let's get everybody in that we can to then capitalize on the franchise name because globally we're making a billion dollars each movie specifically in china and asian you know countries but if if we can stick to the original storyline, that's why Nine is one of my favorite movies because it ties in, you know, one through four, essentially, and those storylines. Because the fourth Fast and Furious is arguably the best Fast and Furious movie. Which one is that called again? The fourth Fast and Furious is Fast and Furious, and it's with the blue GTR, yeah. and they race through the streets, and then they dive into... Um, I believe the fourth Fast and Furious is when they dive into the cartels and they they do the tunnel race yeah, yeah. getting across the border. What's, and that's where Letty dies. What's the Fate and the Furious? Which one was that? Fate and the Furious? Yeah. Uh, I wish they didn't do it like this. So fa- I have so 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 Fast Five is obviously so here here's here's how it goes. Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fate of the Furious might be six. Or seven. No, Fast and Furious is there's a six and then there's a Furious Seven. So the Fate and the Furious might be eight. Because Fate Fast Nine is called the Fast Saga, and then Fast Ten is Fast X. So let me yeah. let me read you box office mojo how they rank these movies from a lifetime gross standpoint, okay? What would you think would be the worst movie that they released? This is kind of cheating, but what do you think the worst movie they released is? Tokyo Drift is probably the worst. I'll give that one to you because it's technically number 10 because no, number 11 was the Fast and the Furious 2021 re- release. It only grows 212,000 in the theaters. Terrible. Um, <clears throat> number 10, you're right, Tokyo Drift. Good job. Number 9. Fast 5 was massive, so it's not that. Mm-hmm. I would say the 7th is when people pretty much like bailed out of the franchise, so I would say 7th or 8th movie. Seventh is number one, because it was a movie post Paul, and they were trying the, to figure out po- how they were going to die. Yeah, because they were going to try to figure out how they were going to piece that together. So, the 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 second worst movie they ever released. So it's kind of it's kind of faulty because these are limited gross numbers, which means box office sales, and we know money goes further now, and people back then probably didn't like. I don't know. I just feel like these stats might be a little flawed, but it's a general indication of where people's minds are. So number one was Fast 7. Number two is Fast and Furious 6. So 7 and 6 are the top two. Number three is Fate and the Furious, which I don't know which one that is. I think that that's 8, maybe. Maybe. Um, I will check that as you rattle these off. Number four is Fast 5. Number five is Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, which I'm not sure which one that one is. That one might be eight. Hobbs and Shaw is a spinoff, actually, because that's between The Rock and uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah. And that's kind of like a spinoff within the franchise, but it almost has nothing to do with the actual story, like the organic storyline of Fast and Furious. Hobbs and Shaw was a separate thing. Number six is Fast 9. So Fast 9 didn't do very hot. No. Number seven is Fast and Furious, which is four, right? Fast and Furious, just yes. straight Fast and Furious. Yes. Number eight is The Fast and The Furious, which is one, the f- original, right? The Fast and the Furious? Yeah, The the Fast and the <clears> Furious <throat> is number one. The number nine is Too Fast, Too Furious, so the second movie. Yep. And the number 10 is Tokyo Drift. 
So the so the only <clears> one we need a, an answer on is which it, one? It has to be eight because that's the only one we didn't read. So okay. what what movie is number eight? The eighth Fast and Furious is the Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Okay. Now, <clears throat> the Fate of the Furious. Um, I mean, honestly, it wasn't like a terrible movie, but we also have to, you know, there was a massive go back and forth between The Rock and Vin Diesel where they like hated each other for a minute and then they kind of figured it out. But, Mm -hmm. and it's really just because they're two alpha males. But I, I mean, what would you argue as a competitor to the Fast and Furious globally when it comes to, you know, movie trilogies and or franchises if there's more than three of them, which I would arguably say is Harry Potter. I can't name a, another. I really can't. More than three is a good call because I think I think The Matrix is up there, but that only had three. So that's why I like your your call of more than three movies in a, in a whole series. What are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, it has to be Harry Potter. It has to be Harry Potter. Now, now here's the thing about The Matrix, too. From a trilogy standpoint, The Matrix is unreal. They did such a good job with The Matrix. The thing that people don't realize, too, is that was so old, in the amount of technology and CGI that was present in a movie made in 1999 is monumental. Not even that, just what the concept was. It was about AI taking over mankind. Yeah. The actual concept of what the Matrix is is so big, and to release that in the 90s into the 2000s yeah. is what makes it so powerful. Outside of the fact they never lost their roots, the characters are on point, they maintained who the characters were, mm-hmm. everybody came back for the other movies, and they never lost faith in the Neo Trinity romance while going after the machine, like the cog of the machine. And the theory behind it is consistent Mm -hmm. because it's the same theory for all three movies. It's literally about AI taking over mankind. And that's a legitimate theory and a fear for now still. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I mean, dude, I mean, when did that really come up? The late, basically, when computers showed up, yeah. that's when that theory came into play, and now we have legitimate AI security concerns in to, you know twenty twenty three. Yeah. So we'll round out this episode because we're already at fifty seven minutes. We'll round out this episode by talking about those movies that could potentially be bigger than Fast and Furious because there are some that I completely forgot about. Ooh, number one, Star Wars. Star Wars gross did really good in the box office. However, and they have a cult following, but from an actual storyline standpoint globally, I don't know if Star Wars keeps up with the Fast and Furious. And I'm not saying I'm also a Star Wars fan. I'm not a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. There's another one, Star Trek. Yeah, Star Wars I think is better than Star Trek. Both Star Trek and Star Wars have had massive global impact. However, Fast and Furious outlasted both of them mm-hmm. by far. Well, no, because Star Trek had 12 movies. Star Wars, I don't even know. It's not on this list, but I just thought of that. But look at the time frame, though. Well, yeah, obviously. So another one is the Halloween movies. I Sure, but everybody <laughs> knows like scary movie and Halloween is such a joke, dude. It's Everybody's still watching. Now it, well, I feel like that fell into the same thing where everyone's like, Seriously, another Halloween movie. How has this not? How has this dude not killed Jamie Lee Curtis yet? Are we really still here? Where she's still like, oh, he's gone. Another movie. Like it's th- that should have ended a while ago. But it's another one that's up there with the number of movies that they've released and the success of it. The other one too, James Bond. Those are stellar. But, I mean, you can start getting into the weeds with, like, Batman. Like, Batman has been on for a while. But do you think – this is a, this might be a conversation we continue next week. But do you think that changing the main character completely alters the movie? Like, you have Heath Ledger. You have Joaquin Phoenix. You have these different jokers. That changes the whole movie in my perspective. And, and Batman's. Yeah. How can you have 
a series of movies when the lead actors are changing all the time. I get mad when they change after one season. Like, I watched The Office, and I saw Andy's dad and mom present when Andy proposed to Angela. And then later in the season, it was the dude from Seventh Heaven. Completely different people. And I get mad at that. Because I'm like, what are you doing? You can't change these characters. We'll talk about this next week. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. Um, more to follow, obviously, on the movie saga. If you're invested in this journey, uh, just stand by for one more week, and then you'll see the conclusion of this discussion. But, Derek, thank you so much for your time and for teaching me things. And it'll roll into next week. Hopefully next week is a little bit smoother because I know this week you're going to edit and help I'm not out. not editing anything, and I'm so excited. No, you're going to help out. So, uh <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the Buffalo Happy Hour. We appreciate you. If you want to join our Patreon, we do have that available. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, but also leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because that immensely helps us. So thank you so much. And remember, if you are drinking with us, we did enjoy Clonic Hilties down to Herf. Uh, single barrel. We're probably going to continue it into next week. Just remember to be a good person, don't litter, and Derek. Be a good person and don't litter. Be a good person. No. Drink responsibly. Come on, dude. You can't just mess it up like that. We've been doing this for years. <laughs> We've been doing this for like five years. Okay, so drink responsibly. Be a good person. And Derek, don't let her. We will see you next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.